Yo, 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 welcome to a special West Side edition of Blindsided! Hey, yo! I got the Bull family with me today. Uh, they have no idea what the podcast is about. Um, so usually what I ask people first is, hey guys, what's been your favorite episode of Blindsided so far? And you can introduce yourself as we go along. Uh, my name is Liam. My favorite episode of Blindsided is... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I started out just as I imagined. You got a little editing to do here. Oh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> um, my favorite episode, of course, was when my husband was on being blindsided for the questions about Edward R. Murrow. You need it. And who are you? Who are you? I am Margaret. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alex, and um, my favorite episode um, is uh, this one. I've already heard it. Uh, it's really, really good. I think you'll really like it. Ah, uh, yes. This is very interesting. Um, Who are you? I'm Morgan. Uh, this episode is very interesting so far, and my favorite one is the one where you talk. I love that one, too. Yeah, me, too. <laughs> and I am Brian. This is my second appearance on Blindsided, and this so far is probably my second favorite episode. And I just need to know, how how did you find us out here in this remote location? I, I changed addresses and aliases several times, and I'm so, I, how did you find us out here? Well, first of all, I have my ways. And second of all... Uh, I use Find My iPhone. A lot of people don't realize that I have inserted myself into their iPhones. And plus, I listen to you on the radio, and I just feel like when I have my tinfoil hat on, I can easily locate where you are. So the basic premise of Blindsided, what it started out with, is each week one of us would not know one of the topics we were going to talk about, and then we would just blindside that person. So you guys all know Mr. Turner. Uh, one of our episodes revolved around how Mr. Turner is known to be a saint. So He is totally a saint. So we, we, we went around the room and asked why we thought he either was or wasn't a saint. But then we started calling around to like his sister and his wife and other people to ask their opinions on the matter. So he had no idea that was going to happen. Uh, one time I had a, a guest on who was a writer, director, producer, but we didn't tell Barry who he was. So when we came in, we said, okay, Barry, well, obviously we all know who Eric is, and we'll just turn over the interview to you, and you can ask him some questions. And he had no idea. So one of our biggest and most favorite 
questions we've asked everybody and everybody really deeply thinks because we ask a lot of really deep hard-hitting questions about life love happiness uh society politics the state of the world things like that and one thing that i think we can all think and about and all have a really strong opinion on is four-year-olds so <laughs> if you were standing in a field and an unlimited amount of four-year-olds were coming at you with the intent to harm and hurt you, how many do you think you could take before you would succumb to them? I think my lawyer would uh, like if I didn't answer this question. <laughs> I love all four-year-olds, but I wish all my kids were still four-year-olds, but they're all grown up now, and it's very sad. <laughs> wow. Um, so, so I think it would be really important to operationally define, um, take, because I could interpret this as take on in a fight, or take, and I think if I had enough tarps and maybe borrowed some shopping carts, they don't really need them, you can take them, you can just take shopping carts, it's fine. If I had enough of those, I could take at least four per shopping cart, maybe carry five total, um, so I'd say at least I could take 20 of them away. <laughs> um, I could probably take all of them in a fight, um, depending about how many there are. Unlimited. Unlimited. Ah, oh uh, okay. Get over yourself. Okay. <laughs> Bring the cats. Just distract them. They're not zombies. They're just precocious. What if I like? What if I? What if I dig a hole and then? You can do whatever you need to do. I just dig a hole and uh -huh. push them all in, like the holes all around oh me. Right. Wow. But they're gonna keep coming. Yeah. They're gonna fill that. Just <laughs> 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 that scene in World War Z where they're like climbing yeah. up that wall in Israel. They're like. Ah, but these aren't zombies. These are just kids high on sugar. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you really need to distract an unlimited amount, just get a single iPad and just put it in front of them. No, bring a dog. <laughs> Wow. Really aren't even all that sentient yet either. They're still just kind of like running on autopilot. Um, we, had, we, had the, we had some people say, oh, maybe 20, and we had somebody say over 100. So there was a whole range. I'll say, Alex, you gave the most unique answer we've ever had. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's good or bad. <laughs> How about you, Brian? That, that really can't be top. The best I managed was just to grab the first four year old that I could and swing them in a circle or by the ankle so the others would keep their distance and create a kind of a spear of uh, neutrality around me. As long as I can keep the toddler spinning and I wouldn't get too dizzy and pass out myself. I would probably would do that, fall unconscious, and then I would be buried under a toddler mountain. Yes, that, that's, that seems to be a, a pretty common strategy was to take a four-year-old and start swinging it around and knocking it into other people. <laughs> so I think that's very strong. We're also famous for our parody songs and our commercials, but another thing that we really think hard about is who would win in fights. So, who, Adrian, can you think of a good one we've had? Like one of our, our staples? Like Fred Flintstone or George Jetson? Who would you think would win in a fight and why? I think in terms of raw muscular power, it would be Fred Flintstone. Because, you know, as we progress as a species, we spend a lot more time sitting on our couch. And I know that's partially the premise of um, the Flintstones as well. But I would just say, in terms of uh, raw physical power, it's got to go to the Flintstones. 
Who are we talking about? I knew somebody was going to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I blinked out. You don't know who Fred Flintstone is? No, no, no. you don't no, know no, who no. George Jetson is? No. George Jetson is the futuristic version of the Flintstones, except that they are in flying cars, and that's probably a generational hiccup right there. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I was trying to think of, like, serial mascots, like Captain Crunch versus yeah. the Trix Rabbit. Yeah. They're all kind of immortal. They survive so many strange ordeals. <laughs> but, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at old episodes so we can have hard-hitting questions. Ketchup versus mustard. See, in any other family, I know where my answers would be, but I know that this family is going to have a different take. This is true, actually. Yeah. Oh, oh, we got Art is wagging her finger. We're in Oregon, so definitely ketchup wins. What? what? Because Why? have you, you guys know Portland makes their own ketchup? It's Mom, the best. No. Portland as a city does not make their own ketchup. <laughs> it's a brand called Portland. <laughs> the city of Portland does not ketchup. make ketchup. 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 But you personally. You're ketchup. Here, folks. Ketchup, you, ketchup, you ketchup. personally like ketchup. <laughs> I, I take mustard over, over most things. Ketchup. I'll take yeah. mustard on my pizza. I'll take mustard on my tater tots. I will take mustard over ketchup any day. Your argument is weak because Portland makes its own mustard too. Oh. Yes. And mustard is just better. I say mix them. Mix them? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. For me, anyone who knows me knows it's ketchup. I put ketchup on everything. <laughs> so... There's not, there's not too much I won't put ketchup on. So here's a great story, and we've told this story 800 times. I'm blindsided, but all our fans will just love if I tell it again. When I was growing up, future sister-in-law came to her first dinner at my parents' house, and they had spaghetti. And my sister-in-law was politely waiting for spaghetti sauce to come out, and never did. And she was like, excuse me, is there spaghetti sauce? And my mom was like, what do you mean? Because we used ketchup. On our spaghetti. Oh. So we always make fun of her. Oh, Miss High and Mighty. Oh, <laughs> needs her spaghetti her. sauce. <laughs> That's something an animal would do. You're sick in the head if so you eat We grew that. up with spaghetti, ketchup, and butter. I knew a kid in kindergarten who would have his mac and cheese, and everybody, every day he would open the container, grab like a bottle of ketchup, and just squirt it over. Uh, oh. No, no, no. That is so wrong. That is so wrong. The main reason why mustard always wins for me is because we used to live in Wisconsin where the National Mustard Museum was. Yeah. And so there was a point in my life when I only liked ketchup because it's sweet. It's good. It's sweet. But I think it was the first time that I ever tried mustard custard that I really realized, hey, mustard's got a really nice flavor. Sorry, mustard custard? Yeah, mustard custard from a Culver's, was it? Or was yeah, it, it was a, Culver's. Yeah, Culver's, Culver's. Are we talking about dessert mustard? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. mustard custard, and it was like frozen custard, like ice cream. It was really good. I, I started to really like it, and I had been told and I'd heard multiple times about how the content of ketchup was so much sugar, and I was like, you know, you know, mustard's healthy. I'm going to stick with mustard. And uh, now now ketchup is just way too sweet for me, so I always stick with mustard. There's this great event at uh, in Wisconsin, a place called the Mustard Museum, where we would go to. And for a while, I forget the exact name of the town, but it was a kind of a standard thing for us to go hit these caves. 
And then after the caves, we would go hit the local uh, mustard museum, followed by the Culver's mustard custard whenever they had it going on every year. And so, yeah, mustard was really heavily ingrained in our family. And they even had a little bubble gum machine that if you put a quarter in and you got a yellow gumball, you got a free jar of mustard. So, And I will also say, too, that Morgan here appeared on a can of sauerkraut and mustard pairs with sauerkraut far better than ketchup ever could. Well, I reached out to... Uh joe turner just to see what he remembered that was important from previous episodes and i think this one hopefully alex will have an opinion on who would win in a fight julia childs do you know who that is no nope. oh. she's sorry she, uh, no. oh French i julia like the baker yeah. yes or may chef or martha stewart wait who's mm. martha stewart i didn't know martha stewart <laughs> yeah i don't know julia childs but i know martha stewart let me see. Julia oh, Childs or Martha Stewart? Stewart? I think... Julia Child. Martha's been in the fed, Julia Child. federal prison. She, she's Wait, she's really? a jailbird. She's, <laughs> yeah. she's probably got scars and tattoos. And that's, Doesn't that's she very have true. a tattoo now? She I just recently she... posed nude <laughs> in, in her 70s. Did you oh hear my... that? No, I didn't hear <laughs> that. But I thought wow. she got a... Adrian, I thought we were keeping this a family podcast. <laughs> 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 I thought that um, she got one of Snoop Dogg's tattoos. One of Snoop Dogg's tattoos? Ripped it out of his <laughs> I mean, I mean, if Martha Stewart can beat up Snoop Dogg, I gotta say Martha Stewart. No, they're best friends. Okay, okay. <laughs> he gave it to her. That makes sense. You know what? Yeah. Uh, bless the internet. Um, Martha Stewart got a tattoo of Snoop Dogg during the latest Super Bowl. I knew that. Oh, okay. You that? That's she what I just said. Of... <laughs> you said one of Snoop Dogg's tattoos. Not a tattoo of Snoop Dogg. That's what I meant. Okay, okay. But regardless, I, I, I would say Martha Stewart for, for right now. I don't know a whole lot about Julia Child, but Martha Stewart. Oh, yeah. That, that's Take a pretty... two. <laughs> I, I almost would think that's an Onion article. Julia Stewart. Julia Stewart. <laughs> Julia Stewart's my teacher for high school. Does she have a tattoo of Snoop Dogg? I should ask. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's only because Julia Childs is so sweet that I don't think she would fight Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart would be afraid of what people would think of her for losing. She'd be like, oh, God, Julia, like, you know it's not personal, but I just can't. One of us is going to walk away from this. Well, here's a great fun fact after the fact. I don't remember how tall Julia is, but I think she's over six foot something. So she's way taller than Martha Stewart, and she was also in the army? Oh, or wow. or the oh, air. Wow. Or the, she she was in she was in some sort of special forces of some some note. So that was like a. I think Joe had asked that question, knowing that information, and he all knew we were going to choose oh. Martha Stewart because of Snoop Dogg and being in jail. And then, as it turned out, Julia Child's a pretty tough son of a b. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Played us for fools. Well, she uh, like yeah. fully flayed a turkey carcass once, right, on TV or something? I yeah. think so. You know. You'll have to look up a classic Saturday Night Live skit where Dan Aykroyd's playing Julia Child. And she was in the cuts. CIA. Yes, she was in the CIA. There's no contest now. Yeah, she could have. She could off Martha Stewart without us, any of us even knowing. <laughs> yeah, she just disappeared her. Except for the fact that Julia Child is dead and probably not very strong at this point. So. <laughs> All right, we can, we can cut this one out if we want to after, but this was a question we asked that we really thought hard about, and I've thought of another question too, though. Who in this room would you swap your underwear with? 
<laughs> I already can tell you I would not swap with Liam based on what I know about today's episode with his pants. Today's episode with my pants. You only brought one pair of pants with you on vacation, I man. I it. I just washed all the clothes. <laughs> I actually just washed these underwear. I'll be candid. This is this is on record. I just washed all the clothes I'm wearing three hours ago. <laughs> and I wouldn't let anybody else wear them, and as a matter of fact. Too. <laughs> you know, this family just I'm sure we've all worn each other's underwear at one point without even realizing it, just because of the way our laundry days go. They're very sporadic and everything gets mixed together. But if you had a choice, I mean, I know that uh, no one chose me. No. no. Well, you run. You're a runner. Yeah, that, that was no. That, that was part of their nice uh, reasoning. but yeah. A very calculated, you're a runner, that's why. Uh, um, I feel like. I feel like just about all of us siblings could safely swap because we have hand-me-downs, so it's kind of that uh, that, that work yeah, around as siblings. That's so that's I think true. I think that's a pretty safe bet here. Margaret, any thoughts? Nobody wants to be in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> you did not need to tell the people that. No, that's, that's actually I think the people need to be here. <laughs> wow. I, feel, wow. I feel like we could make t-shirts with that on. <laughs> I love the shade of red. We're just turning right now. Oh, it's more of purple. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. Okay. So another one we had was uh, if you if you were one finger on your hand, what finger would you be and why? Including the thumb, obviously. <laughs> Margaret is wagging her pointer finger frantically back in there. Well, and you can all go around and give your thoughts, but I I do have some strong feelings on which finger. Most definitely the pointer finger because I'm a mom. But which hand? Left hand or your right hand? It doesn't matter. It's just one finger. Good question. One finger. Yeah, one finger. Right hand. Right hand pointer. Yes, dominant, dominant pointer finger. Right at you. See, I think the one finger that has the most character on all of my hands is my middle finger on my left hand, because I think it was when I was, was it five? Uh, And we went on vacation once. I ran my hand against a corrugated metal wall at a restaurant and got a cut straight down the center of my hand. And so there's this big scar going right down the center of my middle finger on my left hand. And so that's that's my character finger. But do you know I show it to everyone. But do you know where you were? I was at I was at New, uh, New Mexico, Albert. You were in Roswell. Roswell? Yes. Roswell. Freaking aliens, bro. Oh yeah, it was it was Roswell. And it was at some like kinda like barbecue diner too. It was it was on Thanksgiving. Yeah man, I was super excited to eat there and you ruined it. <laughs> I got Thanks. To the hospital, so that was yeah, crazy. I didn't get anything. Watch <laughs> house in the lobby. It was like what, 15 years ago? I'm trying yeah. to remember how old you were. I think I was like five or something. You were like five. It was Thanksgiving. We had traveled all the way from Wisconsin to uh, Roswell, New Mexico, one of our first stops, and we stopped at a barbecue place. And yeah, it was like corrugated metal from wall to wall. And Alex excited while he's waiting for our order runs and he's gliding his hands across the corrugated metal and there's just one part that i guess apparently a nail or something had been pulled out of and yeah you felt it that was and we spent the rest of the night at the uh local er uh just waiting for the doctor to come take a look at it yeah unforgettable and i think we got a turkey dinner from the hospital 
the hospital, uh, what do you call that, where you get food? Oh, cafeteria. Hospital cafeteria. cafeteria. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we still had a Thanksgiving, a traditional Thanksgiving dinner, hospital cafeteria style. Hey, what finger are you? What finger am I? The thumb. Which hand? Your right thumb? I would say my right thumb. I see that. Because I don't know. I just always feel like I need to go somewhere, and I will find any way possible to get there. But Alex, should Alex ever feel the need to extend his middle finger, has character with that, because not only is it a middle <laughs> finger, it's one of the tapering scar. Wow. So. You have been accepted by the aliens. <laughs> Sorry, what? So, so all of my fingers have personality. I hate both of my pinky fingers because they're a little wonky. They're kind of short. Both of my thumbs, they're still short. I don't like them. So we're left with three fingers on both hands. They're wonky. I don't like them. Um, Move on. Oh, my God. You don't want to hear about the personality of my fingers? No, I don't. They're all wonky. I don't. That's, that's the personality. They're all wonky. I know, apparently. but some are less. Yeah, we, we didn't ask about all your fingers. You asked which, which one is your favorite. No, we which asked one which are one you? are you. Yeah, well, which one are you? Not which one aren't you. I like, I think my right uh, ring finger. Is that what it's called? The, the, the fourth finger over from the thumb? It's the is ring that... finger? Yeah. 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 Pointer, yeah, middle, okay. ring, pink. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ring finger. See, now, uh, now this podcast. Uh, <laughs> deep thoughts, questions, but you learn something too. Yeah. It's like a very special episode of Blindsided. We're all going to learn something by the end. I have yet to hear about uh, what finger Liam is, or Digit. Oh, I needed a break, but I, I am, in fact. I am, in fact, my left pointer finger and why um i can i can tell you what your pointer finger is good for when you're done giving your explanation well my left one it's just vibes man that's all so interesting fact with your pointer finger um what do you think it can do in case of a dog attack say you're walking down the street and a dog just starts coming at you no close close we were told that if you stick it up at the dog's butt, it'll be so shocked by your actions that it'll run away. Wait, so like... <laughs> so when we were, doing a, we were doing the bourbon chase race, which was a 200-mile race, and it was eight of us doing it, and one of the concerns at night, because we were in the back woods of Kentucky, was Joe was worried if a dog came after him. And he was like, oh. no big deal. If it comes at me, that's what I'm going to do. And it's going to be so shocked, it's going to run away. Wow. Well, I want to say the PSA that Joe Turner produces about that. Uh, so I feel like you could do that with almost anything. It would work on a lot of things, it right? Would, yeah. If you did it to a human, they would certainly be shocked. No idea what to do. That's like Dakota used to do. What would she do to people? Boop, bop, boop them on the nose. Oh, yeah. If anyone was like trying conflict, she would just walk over and bop them on and the bop nose. Bop them on yeah. the nose. Yeah, that's it pretty... Would, it would paralyze any that conflict. That kind of stops you right on the spot. That sounds like a very deck thing to do. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so we're at the halfway point almost, and sometimes we do commercials. Unfortunately, I don't have Joe's Tipsy Translator, which is a favorite. But I will play you one, and then I can get your thoughts on it. I know it's a favorite of Adrian's, and I can always edit this in. Except now I've hit SOS and. Oh! <laughs> Bro, you sent the Coast Guard. No, that. 
trying to find Rue's poos. <laughs> Today, we'll be going in the backyard and trying to locate Rue's poos. Come on, follow me. Oh, look, it's our friend Grass. Hey, Grass, how's it going? Thoughts on content, production value, etc. Voices. I liked it better than cats. <laughs> yeah, I was really hooked. I was really hooked. <laughs> I loved that. Was that your you voicing a grouse? Yes, I did all. I did all the was, voice yeah. work. <laughs> that was sick. I thought it was perfect. I thought it was perfect. Honestly, I really. I hope it goes back on air. Um, it really sucks it got canceled so yeah, quickly. They pulled, um, it, they pulled it for all those. You know, they they ought to they ought to bring it back. I think it's a true injustice that I haven't seen more episodes over time. They did bring it back though, uh, just about a year ago, didn't they? Oh wait, what are you guys talking about? We went from Steve, Loose, and then Loose it became Poos. Andy, not this Andy. Oh, right. Ruse Poos. Thought... And then another guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Third guy uh, just brought it back. I think they just rebooted yeah. it about a year ago. Where's Mister Pepper and Mrs. Salt? Oh. <laughs> um, well, I don't want to be the one to break this news to you. Alex was doing a joke. Mister Salt killed Mrs. Pepper. Oh my god. Yes, there was a domestic dispute. <laughs> the police were called, but it was too late. Alex, did I ruin your joke? I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, it, it's fine. I actually was curious on whether or not Blue's Coos was coming back, but no, I was talking about Ruse Poos, because yeah. oh, it got oh, oh. taken off air so was suddenly that, during the middle of the episode. Was it supposed to be a, a yeah. uh, Blue's Coos riff? Yeah, it was a parody. Oh, okay. So we do a lot of parody songs, too. <laughs> I see. That so, makes sense. God, what was the best parody song we did? You remember Adrian? Loved Blues Clues. You got you guys all. That's Josh, by the way. That's the new guy. Yes, Josh. Yeah. Josh. Josh is doing fine. Don't show me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's all about Steve. It is all about Steve. It was after Steve. I don't even care. The show. I'm kidding. I don't <laughs> no, but you were really, oh, you were really Steve upset. You do care. I can tell you I? care. You were so upset when Steve left. I bet I was. Yeah. No. I, I think, was, oh, I think I it's one pair of underwear is Blue's Clues underwear. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's the same one, too. Yeah, since he was a little kid. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> so oh here's... My God. <laughs> that's not Rose Poos in there, though. No. No. <laughs> so, here's a good it's question. like a thong, like a G-string. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so worn down. For all you ladies at home, I, I believe Liam is single, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just uh, you can email us at getblindsidedpod at gmail.com for more information. Um, what do you all think the biggest animal you could take by yourself? And I don't mean steal it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Fine. what's the largest animal you think you could kill? Like, like no tools? Just no tools. Just hands. Just hands. It is on biggest, not on deadliestness. Because there's biggest. like a black widow, like me in a 
room with the Black Widow would freak me out versus me in a room with like, I don't know, something stupid like a sheep. But it is based, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. There are some jellyfish that are just gigantic. And as long as I avoid the tentacles... No, no, oh wait, hold up. It's in a room, not in the ocean. So a jellyfish in a room is not going to be able to get close. It's going to suffocate on its own. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm totally saying that. that. Jellyfish can get, like, huge. I'm and not so... saying in a room. That was just for an example. But a oh, okay. Oh, wow. Well, a jellyfish outside of the ocean, if I were to, like, fight it, I would say I could definitely win. Um, Dude, where's your honor? <laughs> I have no honor when it comes to fighting jellyfish. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, they're, uh, they're kind of uh, terrifying. Um, but I think that that is a good loophole, is jellyfish are, are, are pretty pretty big. Unless you dehydrate them, which I guess if you were to take it out of the ocean, then it would be kind of small. So uh, I'm going to have to think a little bit longer on that. Morgan? No. no. <laughs> Not going to kill anything. No, I'm, I'm still a thinking. and then we were pointed out that No, cows are, yeah. yeah. Wow. Cows are gigantic. You can't with kill them. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not with your bare hands. Their they can get up to seven feet tall, yeah, like, their by their... A seven-foot-tall cow? Really? Yeah, have you seen, like, cows that, like, grow old and then they get up to, like, seven feet at their shoulders? I can't say I have. Wow, that's a tall cow. There's, like, an animal rescue So, like, in right now, like, can I train? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can train. <clears throat> yeah. All right. I was, I was going to say, like, if I were to fight any kind of, like, uh, large mammal... I would try to like suffocate them by shoving my fist down their throat. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, uh, like most off. people. Would a cow butt pull your hand off though? I think. Then I think you could take a cow. Like, I think that there are, there are some animals that like don't have very strong jaws, or they they don't even have like um, a full set of teeth, and so that's like one of the ways that I can imagine doing it. But any of the like really large ones, regardless, they just have a lot of jaw strength that I think my hand would be gone. They could still suffocate on it, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. if it was, uh, if it was a, um, what's the ones that eat the plants? Herbivores? Herbivore, yeah. <laughs> if it was an herbivore, uh, they aren't meant to, like, chew meat or bone or anything like that. So if, uh, I would lose my hand in the process, but I could still suffocate it by, like, Ew. shoving my fist down its throat. Makes me want to, like, gag. <laughs> well, that's that, that's the point. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> probably wants to gag, too, because Alex could kill a cow. <laughs> quite possibly. Quite possibly. <laughs> I would probably say that I could, well, wait, with my bare hands, you said? Yeah, no tools. Oh, jeez. You're just squaring up, just... <laughs> like nature intended. Like yeah, nature yeah. intended. Um, People say that's the most epic way to hunt. Bring my... home the bacon, dear. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go out there and get it. <laughs> A wild boar? Does it have to be wild? It doesn't have to be. I don't know. I feel so. I, I feel less bad about taking out a wild boar as opposed to a farm pig, because the farm pig's gonna be domestic and a wild boar. They're just a problem animal all across the continental United States. Almost everywhere I've worked, there's always reports of feral pigs just running loose in the wild, and they just they're freaking mean though. They they're, are. So I, I kind of hesitate. Stomp the shit out of you. Yeah. No. If I. Haven't you met a wild boar, Liam? I feel like you've met a wild boar. I don't know. Going out to dinner? A wild boar, that is. Yeah. Wow. I I don't know. I just remember it's... Where are you taking our kids? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be humble. Probably like... Like a deer. Can you look into its sweet, dull No, I would have to turn it around while I strangled it, probably. (laughs) Or broke its neck. But I couldn't look into its eyes. It would have to be a really ugly one if it really came down to it. 
like just a bad looking one like the park probably wouldn't even look into it it's just oh making the God. whole situation bad like an eyesore so i have two this is a little sad but there's a thing called a fainting goat where when it gets overly excited or startled it will fall over and i feel like if i could just like really excited and then it falls over and i can just hit it over that i feel like that's just push, really sad push it off a high cliff. yeah or like ant eaters like they have small little mouths tiny uh, mouths close it and say shh go to sleep <laughs> no it's just like suffocated like, yeah that's like <laughs> it's, it's just sad for me anyways if you i could just like find its nose and close its mouth and just like suffocate it for like five minutes what do you mean? <laughs> like at the end of, uh... Actually, I won't spoil that. Never mind. At the end of what? Now I want to know. Yeah. No, no. You can spoil it. What is it? At the end of, um... Jurassic Park? Just go to sleep, dinosaur. What is it? Isn't it in the last few few seasons of um or the last season of uh why am I forgetting the Sopranos? And they're in that car accident and Chrissy's like oh, yeah, yeah. paralyzed and he just comes up to him and like closes his nose and he like chokes out. Oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah. Wow. Now you wanted to know, story. yeah. <laughs> that's a good story. Did yeah. you have something there? No. No? I'll kill sure. it. I'll just kill an ant with my thumb. Brutal. <laughs> More about a fly. Flies are bigger than ants. I can't catch a fly. <laughs> okay, here's a quick quiz. Who here knows what a red panda sounds oh. like? No, I do not, like. honestly. It's None probably of you? something cute. It's, it's like sh- I feel like I've something. It better be something cute. <laughs> well, according to Barry, who's on our podcast, it is whoop whoop. Does that sound accurate? No. Okay, well, we should listen to what it sounds like. Maybe not. That's a shy red panda. Yeah. Would you like the Wi-Fi password? <laughs> no, it's okay. I can pull it up. We'll, we'll, we'll do it later. But, yes, we gave Barry... We, we actually did a quiz of animal sounds, and I did amazing, by the way. And Barry did not do so well. <laughs> but we got to the red panda was his, and he was just like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh, Which I thought was inspiring, but totally erroneous. Yeah, All right. That kind of sounds like. Yeah. I'm just waiting for it's the advertisement. Me an ad. Oh. <laughs> little squeaks and little like. Kind of sounds like a pig. I'm not gonna lie. Like a squeaking. Bigger than the grunts? Like a, uh, monkey. Sounds like a howler monkey, kind of. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I know, I'm just Barry mostly hearing, hearing the squeals. Andy, Barry it's was not wrong. Yes, he, he was, was so wrong. They're like excited little children. Wrong but confident. Yes. Just so you know, this is going to be the best podcast ever. Oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I already said that at the beginning, remember? Yeah. Yeah, we already predetermined that. Yes. Reaffirming that. Um, if you were a fish, what kind of fish would you want to be? What do we want? I actually just got over my fear of fish today. I've had nightmares about fish before. So... How'd you manage? 
I went to an aquarium. Hey, there we go. Yes. And I was hey. like, I was the like, wow, these these fish are pretty cool. And I was like, if the glass cracked open, all of them came out. I think I'd be afraid again. Ah. But you know. But that didn't happen. It's because one time when I was taking care of fish, they all died. Yeah. So. Oh. Oh, you know, you take, them, you take them out of the aquarium or what? No, no we didn't know what to do. It was, them. we were like, they were all dead because it got too cold. The power went out, the power went out. Oh. and they all died. <laughs> that wasn't your fault. And we had to like flush them down the toilet. <laughs> Didn't you just wait till they thawed back out? <laughs> <laughs> I messed You're that fine. part. I messed that part. God. And then you, like one time we were at the beach Ugh. a few years ago and you stepped, you thought you stepped <gasps> on a crab. No, I did. I stepped on two crabs. Wow. And it, I hate crabs. They hate you too now. I know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I got like a little scar on the bottom of my foot. And I was like. Wow. Yeah. All my um, kids have scars now. Real quick, I'll get back to the fish in a second. But the uh, topic of thawing out fish. <laughs> did you know that the very first um, use of commercial microwaves um, were for de-thawing and reanimating hamsters? What? <laughs> really? No, wow. I, I showed that you guys the video. Not true. No, it actually is true. They were working on the whole like cryogenesis, like sleeping kind of thing, because they were doing experiments for space travel, and so they would test it out on hamsters first, That's really where so they would cool. inject their blood with a freezing agent, freeze them, and then the <sighs> main problem that they had with trying to bring them back to life was in the fact that they could not thaw them out quickly enough, because as they started to thaw, they would just die in the process. And so they used microwaves, not like the microwave that you see at home, but like actual microwaves oh. to heat them up really quickly. And they, and explode. they would, <laughs> no, they would come back to life. Like they would actually warm up quickly enough that they would be able to just move along. And apparently, I think a number of them ended up going on to just sort of retire after that experiment. Because you can't really freeze and reanimate them an infinite amount of times, but um, the experiments ended up failing because as you started to scale it up, they just couldn't thaw people quick enough. So it never ended up... about people now? Well, they never did the experiments on people because oh, okay. they couldn't thaw them fast enough. There's okay. probably some ethics behind microwaving <laughs> people, too. Yeah. 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 yeah, but back to fish. I think I would be... <laughs> oh god but i, w I would be um smoked salmon because um i really like that on i would be smoked salmon because i would like to be on a cream cheese bagel oh wow that's so cute very good margaret what 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 fish would you be if you could be a fish i would be a sunfish that's what sunfish. i want to be i want to be a sunfish absolutely i love that that's such a beautiful answer that's such a beautiful answer um i'm beautiful oh yes. everybody yes love yourselves um <laughs> i would be I, what would i like to be because the fish experience you can get that anywhere i mean it's kind of you got to choose between ocean or it's like salt water or fresh water and the ocean really freaks me out so i think maybe i would like to be like uh a big mouth bass. no 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 i'd like just some uh some like goofy brown little. Brown. I would be like a like a catfish. Yes. Aww. Yeah. Like a catfish. Sure. In a midwestern little crick, I'd be a little midwestern crick old catfish. I would have saved you. Well, no, no, you should you should have left me there. Catfish does not want to be. Saved. Don't take animals from your local river. <laughs> True. Leave no trace.
I would be a bull shark because of the name. Very familial, but also bull sharks are renowned for being able to cross over between freshwater and saltwater, so they do not have the limitations of other species. They can cross over to one body of water to the next. Nice. Yeah. I never said my answer. I just shared a story about something that I can't remember now. You got over your fear of fish because they didn't burst out of their tanks and attack you. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Your dad was behind you like, God, God, no, um, no. There's this one fish that we saw at the aquarium today. It was like a little, like a little chunky guy that kind of looked like a poison guy. That was the grumpy, the lumpy yeah. one. Oh yeah. What was it called? The lump sucker. The, the lump sucker. sucker. I would be yeah. a lump sucker. <laughs> that was a favorite of ours too. It was so cute. You're everybody's favorite. Wow. I look at you and I just immediately think lump sucker. If there's yeah, any lump suckers out there listening, we love you. <laughs> no, but look him up. They're really cute. Who that is this guy? That's not a lump sucker. Okay, well, who was this guy? I, I don't know. I can't remember. Oh. There are so many fish that kept on, like, staring at me, and I'm like, hi. There were, like, 20 different species of rockfish at that aquarium, yeah. and that was, like, a good 80% of the fish that were there was all rockfish. What are rockfish? They're like fish that stay on the bottom of the oh, ocean surface, okay. and they look like rocks, oh. essentially. I feel like the same way about fish as I do about like uh, like cats and celebrities in Hollywood. In that, I just the ugly ones that are still making it out there. I just love them. <laughs> Can you give us any names? Who's like, the uh, ugliest celebrity out there still making it? The ugliest celebrity out there still making it probably. Right now has to go to Stephen Buscemi. Oh yeah, oh, he's um, a great actor. Oh jeez, I really hope he never hears this because he's one of my faves. <laughs> yeah. Like I love him. He's serious about his craft. I think craft. he knows he has a unique look. I believe he does. I still wouldn't. You would just. It adds to his look. charm. Steve, if you're listening, Steve, baby, it adds <laughs> to your charm. Reach out. My number is. I'm. You know what. We'll, we'll just bleep it out. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So on our last episode, actually, one of the guys we had on told us a story about meeting Michael Shannon on a plane. And he's a really good actor. And, What's he been on? Uh, let's see. I look him up. You'll know him as soon as you see him. Lots of stuff. Um, but this guy decided to ask him. He's like, hey, you know, you were in this movie bug with naomi judd and harry connick jr and like what was it like being a serious actor like working with two people who are really musicians right and he's like oh you know sweetest people you can meet no talent but <laughs> so anyway he, he ended up going down this list yeah. of people and they either were no talent or phenomenal <laughs> actors and the one he really? he said was a phenomenal actor was steve buscemi okay well yeah, yeah, yeah. i agree with him he was that. in the yeah. shape of water yeah he was Oh, oh Michael Shannon. He was yeah. in um Oh he's great. He was in Bullet Train. And he was in um Boardwalk Empire with yes. Steve Buscemi. Yes. Yeah. He's got oh, this really great. intense stare. Yeah. I mean great. he is a yeah. he's a good actor. He's perfect for villain roles. Too, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Oh he was he was he was Zod. That's right. That's yeah. right. In the Superman. Oh my god, movie. you're right. Yeah. Or oh, Superman saves the world by trashing Metropolis and millions die. Well, you know, Superman and, he's gotta do what he's gotta I do. Omelets, eggs. Here's an important topic, probably in this family. Uh, who would win in a fight, Captain Kirk or Han Solo? Who's that's a Kirk? really good question. Oh, Captain Kirk. Actually, that's a really good question. James T. Kirk. You know. Right, yeah. 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 
my brain just died for Way to say it'll make me watch more Star Trek episodes classic. Wait, Captain Kirk and Han Solo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have short memory. Yeah. Han Solo doesn't have to follow any ethical obligations. That's true. That's true. But didn't Captain Kirk cheat and uh and beat the what is it, the Kobayashi Maru? Kobayashi Maru when which was supposed to be an unwinnable situation. So maybe he's not so ethical. Right. Well, he hates to lose, that's true. But if they ever duked it out with their respective weapons, Han Solo's blaster versus Kirk's phaser, every time I watch Star Trek and they fire the phaser, it takes like five seconds to travel from one end of the room to the next. Han would just sideswipe that and go, and there would be no more Kirk. Plus, we know Han wouldn't bother to wait till Kirk pulled his weapon. That is also very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kirk's just used to battling Gorn, who face it, move right. painfully slow. But and looked very powerful. Yeah. Yes, yes. So when you he, when he get into the grip, you're, yeah, you're in trouble. But yeah. it's like trying to wrestle a turtle, pretty much. Anyone else have any thoughts? Yeah. I, I, or in I general, wish. Star Wars versus Star Trek? Mm, I think that summarizes it all pretty well, but I'd say um, even if Han Solo is kind of out of there, you now have an enraged Chewbacca. So, so oh. dealing with the enraged Chewbacca would kind of be worse. Yeah. Um, Chewbacca. Chewbacca would be on a bloodlust trail of revenge for Han. If you it... think he cares that much? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> He's got a Wookiee's loyalty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Margaret's got to have an answer to this. It has to be James T. Kirk. Really? And why? Why? Because he's the one. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. Kirk is the very one. (laughs) Okay, my question, my follow-up question is, could the Enterprise take on the Death Star? Oh, the Death Star? The Death Star, yeah. No. (laughs) I think totally it could. It would not be as effective as a small team. I think that it also has a better like laser guiding system where I feel like if they just randomly fired photon torpedoes, it's bound to hit that spot on the Death Star. Isn't that the same weapon in Star Wars 2? Doesn't Luke Skywalker fire photon torpedoes? I think so. I think so, Probably, yeah. yeah. Into uh, the thermal exhaust port. Just the one, though. If it was just the Enterprise attacking a planet-sized weapon armed with, you know capabilities to deflect i mean you you watch that scene where they attacked the death star at the end they were pretty capable of taking out some some dudes if it was just the enterprise i don't think it could do it hmm. i think the enterprise could because they lost a lot of uh x-wing fighter pilots mm. yeah. to get there i mean but let's just go back to quality control and the death star and the second death star uh I don't know, like, if you're at work or you work for a corporation, they're like, oh, this toy's, like, you know, got a defect in it. You know, kids can't have it. We need to recall it. Would you then, as a toy company, put out the exact same toy with the exact same defect? Be like, oh, well, we fixed it. (laughs) I mean, come on. Yeah, very true, very true. Um, I will play you the theme song that was written by one of our own and and then get your thoughts on it. Hopefully it starts at the beginning, but who knows? Theme song for this podcast? For for our show. Cool. Which probably won't play anyways, right? Cause hey guys, it's Andrew from the Andrew Gordon Experience. We have sort of a weird episode this week, and before oh. I uh, uh, while we're at a brewery uh, with Joe's wife Karen and my wife Adrian. 
Nope, we, we may be out of luck. Kind of an abstract thing. <laughs> What do you guys think of that? Right? I remember that, that reminds me of something. Uh, Barry O'Hara made it. Cool. Cool. What does that remind me of? It reminds me of like a, another intro to something, and I can't remember what, it's, what, it, what it reminds me of. But yeah, it, it definitely it grooves as intro music. Yeah. So yeah, that works. That works. Although it also made me think of the transition when like one couple is trying to decide between a house that they uh, lived in, but it's been fixed up. HGTV. And they're yeah. looking at another house that uh, the realtors also think they'd be really good at and, and want to live in. So it's like a little little bit of the interstitial music between the transporting them from their old house to their new house. Yeah, I could see that. He originally did like a more Yacht Rocky song, and then I said, could you make it more rockin'? And he did. He went back and made it more rockin'. That's very nice, though. Yeah. That was like a whole song. Okay, that, that no finer praise could be given. <laughs> there you go. Uh, any final thoughts from anybody? Anything you want to say, let the world know? We've had some of the finest celebrities on. Uh, we've had an award-winning journalist. Um, Who's that? We've had a writer, director, producer. We have had a director, actor of the number one video game horror film of all time, Werewolves Within. We've run the gamut, so anything you say, I think, will probably be heard by our millions of listeners. I've been wanting to sneak the snorian, snorian, <laughs> story in, but it just never came up. What are you laughing at? Snorian. Because I snore. <laughs> Go ahead. No. Major does too, so they're kindred spirits. I ended up breaking my collarbone in third grade at recess because I like to wrestle with people at lunch for some reason. This in time, the cafeteria? no, just oh, outside, outside. Oh, okay. outside during recess, recess, lunch, same thing. Um, and so I was just standing on the sidelines and all of a sudden a dude came rushing towards me and I broke my collarbone falling over and I was sitting afterwards in the office and the principal gave me like a water mug off to my side. But I had broken this collarbone, my right one, and he placed it, like, over here. So I had my, like, arm in a sling, and I was trying to reach it without, like, hurting it. It was just, like, I was crying because I couldn't reach this water mug. Anyway, that is my story. Somebody else broke their collarbone, too, though. <laughs> Al did want to tell Alex broke We have the collarbone cluster, yeah. <laughs> Alex broke his collarbone, too. Yeah. <laughs> I did. That's a great story. Wow. Oh, oh, no, no, yeah. If, if you want to hear the story, it was just um, from sledding. Um, I was going down a wonderful little slope, and I was in an inner tube that had flipped around backwards, and I went over a jump and just landed, and somehow just landing was enough to break my collarbone. I uh, don't really know what happened. Uh, I was like five or something. It was I don't the know. day after Christmas, I remember that. Something like that. The tall pills didn't help. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Well, the audience decided what tall pills are. Send me money on Venmo. My Venmo is at Liam A.N. Bull. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure sharing this mind space with you and becoming this kind of like a gestalt of consciousness. 
this past hour and i'll cherish it forever wait one more thing i want to ask you before we go can yeah. you do a mickey mouse i can't do my roommate i wish he were here lou but he's working shout out to lou he can do a pretty good one that's pretty good yeah you sound like the uh dog Ooh. that's currently the meme one about the uh let me do it for you oh yeah, yeah. what's that What's the dog? It's okay, I would never broke my collarbone, but <laughs> when I was a kid and I was trying to roller skate, my dad took me to the local rollaway, and a few times I would fall, and once when he tried to help me, he grabbed me, and instead of pulling me up, I pulled him down, and he landed on top of me. But I don't fault him for that, because he was trying to be helpful. But a couple minutes later, I was trying on my own to roller skates again and took a curve that just was not meant for me. And I fell and somehow managed to put my right foot right under my butt as I fell. So I, the full weight landed and cracked my foot plate. And I have never roller skated or put anything between my feet and the ground again except for, you know, a sandal tread. Anyway, that was delightful. What about a shoe tread? Yeah, a shoe tread too. Anyway. Well, Margaret? I just want to say thank you so much, Andy and Adrian, for all of your amazing time and talent and sharing it with us today. Adrian? Th thank you. Thank you. Thank hey, you. Adrian, <laughs> you're welcome for all my talent that I shared today. <laughs> wow. Really made the podcast, Adrian. That's about as much as Adrian's ever talked on a podcast. I just want to say... No bulls were harmed in the making of this podcast. Um, nobody was forced into doing it. They actually asked to do it. Well, at least some of them did. Because I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, Andy gets a little antsy when he's missing a week of his podcast and it hasn't come out. And this was going to be week two without a podcast. And it's such a blessing to have such great friends who get us and uh, were willing to step in. And uh, I'm so glad that we got out here to the West Coast. This may be our best West Coast episode ever. I agree. Right? And uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. All you guys here can rate, review, and subscribe blindsided. And you can, go to, you can email us at getblindsidedpod at gmail.com. And uh, we will see you next week. Woohoo! Woo Yay! 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 Home studio audience goes crazy.